Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The NFL and its players have agreed on testing, but it will delay the start of rookie and training camp. We'll tell you about that. And the Bucks agree to terms with two of their rookies on Monday. The Lightning played their blue-white scrimmage. It's a pretty low-scoring affair. That could be a good thing, I guess. We'll talk about all that and no fans for the Giants or Jets with Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. And, uh, Steve, the NFL continues to have its conference calls and its talks. It looks like they're uh, starting to agree on some things, mm-hmm. maybe the most important of which is testing. You know, that was the big thing that players wanted to be to feel safe. And, and, and now it turns out um, that they, for the first two weeks at least, they're going to be tested every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to uh, actually, you know, begin the process, you know, the Bucks had had decided to move their rookie camp um, you know, from Tuesday and, and, and move it to later in the week till Thursday. Uh, now it turns out that those players, when they come in, they're going to have to pass, uh, pass one COVID test and then wait two days, pass another one. And then on the fifth day, they're able to come in and, and uh, get their physicals and sign their contracts and things. So the earliest that, that players or rookies anyway will be in the building will really be on Monday. And then if you you know play that out and say, well, the 28th was supposed to be the start of training camp, that would mean that, again, they come in, they get tested, have to wait two days, tested again, then they go. Uh, that pushes it to August 1st. And then I think they're, they're probably going to agree to about 17 days, I think, of a, kind of a, a run-up to uh, actual training camp where there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of conditioning and drills like that. So it's going to be some delays, but I, I think that was a, a big part of what they needed to do was was agree on mm-hmm. just what the safety and protocols were going to be. Well, and with the NFL's latest offer to scrap the preseason entirely, um, yes. now the delays are okay. It, 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 mm-hmm. You're okay with the delays now. You've By not playing the preseason, which is the report of the NFL's offer to the, the Players Association, right. which is what they want, mm-hmm. that – now you can delay this, even if it's into next week or whatever. You still sure. got time to make this work for the regular season, right? And and I think that the only the only downside about not having a preseason game, in addition to mm-hmm. whatever lost revenue there might be, I think is that there's a lot that has to happen with with game day. You know, with mm-hmm. with the game day procedures and, and and stuff like that. Teams don't just show up and put on, you know, and put on games. Much less in a COVID era where you're going to you know potentially have fans. If you don't have fans, that that's easy enough. But if you had limited capacity, I know I, I said at the beginning that the Giants and Jets have announced that uh, New Jersey, at least for now, won't allow fans at MetLife Stadium. So, okay, when they put on a game, it's going to be media, whatever they allow in there, and that's it. Um, <clears throat> but with the Bucks or whoever is going to allow fans, uh, if they're able to, uh, it's going to be limited. You're going to have temperature checks. You're going to have guys or people going in at different times. And so it helps to have some of those protocols, you know, just the etiquette of the game and the sidelines and all of that um, practice before you get to the first regular season game. Teams will have not traveled at all during this period uh, until they go to week one of the regular season, whenever that is. And so I think that that the league was was a little, you know, a little leery of that. 
um, you know, with everything that's uh, going into this season that's that's new. Um, but nonetheless, the, the, the players felt it was more important with no offseason that they have a chance to get into shape before they start playing football, even in training camp. And that's understandable too. So it looks like they've um, they've kind of acquiesced and decided, okay, well, we won't we won't necessarily play any preseason games. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, as you said, if you're in the NFL, you want the preseason games, if nothing else, to you know that the, the two games, one in each, you know, each stadium gets one just to practice home and away. One, how even even you know the NFL personnel and, and how the press box is going to work and how all that yeah players coming in and out and and just how everything works on a game day. You like right. having that. That, that dry run to practice. But yes. at the end of the day, for the safety at this point, you don't have a deal at this point. You're on July 20th. Now it's going on the 21st when this podcast airs. Mm-hmm. It, it just it had to go at this point because you still don't you're, – you're not done with your dealing yet, although you've agreed on no. testing, which was a big part of this. But, right. you know, knowing that the players – and here's the other part of it is, look, players can stay in shape. And, and you know, this isn't mm-hmm. the 70s and 80s where players come to training camp to get in shape. Right. But you couldn't go to gyms. You couldn't. A mm. lot of the ways players stay in shape, they didn't have access to. You know, right. I mean, if you've got a house, if if you're, you know, a, a more veteran player and made some money, you may have a house and have a gym in it and a bunch of workout equipment. But I know in a lot of sports, you know, a lot of these younger guys are in apartments. Well, you don't have gyms. What workout equipment do you have? What the, you know? And this was all part of. You know, some of the issues a lot of people had during, you know, athletes had during this this lockdown for the last four months is you don't get to work out the way you normally do. Hockey players aren't skating. Uh, basketball players may not have had access to a hoop and, you know, or a, a gym. And maybe you had one in the driveway. But, you know, you, it wasn't like a normal off season where you had the ability to do everything you normally want to or whatever you choose to do. You, you're limited on what you have access to. So, you know, the players probably aren't in as good of shape as they, they normally would be. Not to say they're out of shape, but, you know, that yeah, it may take it, some more time. It's not every player. I mean, we, we know that, like, for example, you know, Tom Brady had guys out there, a couple, a dozen or so um, at the end, even defensive players that were working out with him. And uh, we've seen tape of, you know, guys like Darwin Gumboale and Justin Watson run all that sort of thing. Um, so for the most part, you know, they, they do have the opportunity to stay in shape year-round. But you're right. You can't assume that that all 90 guys, particularly some of those offensive linemen, I'm here to tell you, um, very difficult for those guys to do things, right? They don't have the heavy bags. They don't have certain things that they would have been replicating, and they're just not out there sweating in the sun unless they made it a point to um, the way they would have been in OTAs, training camps, you know, stuff like that, or not training camp, but uh, OTAs and mini camps. So there's going to be, on a, on a roster of almost 90 players, a bunch of guys that will need this time. They will need the time to transition their bodies back into some semblance of being able to go try to play football. And then, of course, you know, the only downside of, of not having preseason games, you're not tackling guys to the ground most likely. Um, there will be some contact in practice, but it won't be game speed or even preseason game speed. So I really expect the early in the year for for some things to be bad. You're going to, I think, tackling is going to be bad. Special teams are usually bad, uh, just because you play you're playing with guys that are rookies in the league and guys that aren't starters and 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 you have breakdowns. Um, so that'll be something to watch is when they do start this season, just how how precise these guys really are without the benefit of preseason games because it is it is an element that that guys get used to. Now starters don't play that much except in the third one, and if you're Tom Brady. Well, you don't play at all most 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 of the time, and he'll get all the reps in practice. 
So we'll see how it goes. But um, this is what they felt they needed because they had a bunch of injuries during, after the strike season in 2011. Hamstrings were popping and, you know, Achilles were rupturing and all that sort of thing. And so they want to make sure that they protect their players in addition to, um, you know, the testing that they're going to have with COVID. So we'll be a little bit delayed. Um, you know, uh, we won't see them play football until the opener, whenever that is. Um, I don't even know that, uh, that we'll be out there to watch them run around as, as a media until um, they get through the first couple of weeks of this thing. We'll see what happens there. But um, the good news is uh, these other sports, Steve, have shown uh, great discipline and, uh, and and testing. I mean, the NBA, did I see they had no tests? Now, they're in a bubble yep. in Orlando. Um, no, but, we, but we know the they've head- had lots of tests positive prior to going to the ball going into right those players you know, waited to get in or waited till they that were right. you know cleared and tested that they were negative at that point but yeah now that they're right. in the bubble they've had zero tests this week mm-hmm. uh, and the nhl announced i believe out of what about 800 players tested last week it's been yeah. two positive results which they're not in the bubble yet so that's they only right. have two out of that that's tremendous that's news. great it shows discipline it really does and I, again i think you know, and I was listening to LeBron James. I mean, like, yeah, those guys get it. You know, they're like, look, this is a unique year. It's an experience. You know, we all played AAU games. It's kind of like going back to your roots, you know. And Disney is where they play all the AAU tournaments for the most part nationally. And, um, you know, you're, you're kind of sequestered with your teammates in hotels when you do that stuff. So, um, you know, no one's going to give back the trophy if they win the championship this way. But 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 so far, at least, I think, you know, players have done a good job. Now, you know, in, in baseball, they're going to be getting on airplanes and going to other cities. You know, in hockey, they're playing their tournament in, in two cities. So, you know, there's there's going to be challenges with all of them, including football. Um, but so far, I got I to gotta tip my hat. Even in baseball, I mean, they, they just, they, you know, they've done a nice job of committing themselves. And if you watch these guys practice, they have the face mask on. Um, they stay away from each, from each other for the mm-hmm. most part. It's it's pretty disciplined out there, and I'm 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 impressed with how they've embraced it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. All right, the lovely, the talented Chris Torello joins us now. And uh, Chris, or may I, I should say maybe Mike, uh, the news out of New Jersey, New York, New mm-hmm. Jersey, apparently the Giants and the Jets will at least start and perhaps play their entire season at MetLife Stadium without their fans. What does this mean? Well, nothing new for Jets fans. I think the fireman came back. The ad, whatever his name is. <laughs> yes, they let him back. Pro- had him on the program once. You know, he's a good guy. You know, but uh, you know, <laughs> let me tell you something. Okay, anybody who wants to watch the Jets... Are you kidding me? You have a hard time putting putting them on CBS two up here. Come on, come on. I don't think so. Now Saquon, I like Saquon. I've liked him since he was seven years old. I told you. I remember when I was watching a Pee Wee game. He's seven, like, really? Who's that kid? Who's that kid? Saquon. I said he's gonna be a star. He's gonna be I don't know. I can look, you know, I know all my sauces, all the titles. And uh, you know, for Ruckers, here's the funny part about Ruckers. You wanna hear this? I like to hear this. So they said the governor, Murphy, whatever his name is, he says they can have up to five hundred people in Piscataway. <laughs> 
500 <laughs> people. You know, I mean, I'm already thinking, I was looking at my wife, bro. You know what I said to her? I said, I said, wow, everyone else is losing capacity. Rutgers is gaining capacity. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Greg Shannon won't like that comment at all. That's okay. Listen, I negotiated his contract. I said, listen. Look, we're gonna, uh, whatever his name is, Giants, we're going to treat you right. Okay, you're going to come here. Okay, we're going to get you the sports anywhere that we can. Okay, we're going to get you a jet. Okay, we're going to do everything. So I got that deal done. No one's going to tell you that, but I got the deal done. <laughs> but, I mean, it's sad for the Giants fans because, you know, they, they have some expectations. And, hey, Tom Brady goes up there and plays on Monday night football in, in November, and, and there might not be no fans there. Uh, that's okay. I mean, you know, by that point, the Giants will be out of it. And, you know, I mean, I don't mm. even know who the coach is, to be honest with you. I don't know. I, can't <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Odell's not here. I ran Odell out of town, and the world's a better place. So he retired again. This is the second time he's retired now in, in, in 2020. Uh, exactly. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. So. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, yeah, no, it, that's it's funny stuff because we know that the NFL is trying to yeah. figure out uh, first and foremost when they can get their players in, much less the fans, and and that has to do with uh, with testing for COVID. Um, baseball is starting on Friday. We'll talk about that. But uh, uh, the more immediate thing is that uh, it looks like some things will be pushed back. The league hasn't really agreed to everything with their players just yet, but this we know is that now players over a course of five days will have to have two negative uh, COVID tests. Um, and so, you know, the Bucks were planning on having their rookies in um, later this week, like on Thursday. Now it looks like they'll take a test on Thursday, then they have to wait two days, take another test, and then mm-hmm. on the fifth day uh, they can come in, which would be next Monday. Same thing with the with the veterans they're going to get pushed back, and and also it looks like there's going to be about 17 days, Chris, of of warming up, of sort of of ramping up, conditioning, if you will, because they didn't have an off season before they start actually getting on the field and playing a lot of football. Yeah, it only took them all a spring to get there. You know? <laughs> I know, Jeez. I know. What's the I, hurry? You know, all it took was about every NFL player on twitter basically saying like you know that we're not safe we don't feel it yet so i mean i listen it's good and i think they're not going to do preseason games or you know they're they're, right. they're figuring it out Maybe i mean one, yeah. um you know i i had made this remark i you know said to someone yesterday the other day i said honestly like i would absolutely love it if the nfl was like no you're playing two preseason games and if the nfl all the players just said yeah sure okay and then the day that like they're supposed to leave like on their bus or their plane they just don't show up what are you gonna do forfeit Mm. the preseason game like it wouldn't matter like to me it wouldn't matter like i understand there'd probably be ramifications grievances all that but you'd send a statement and and i just think the nfl the owners are a little you know a little behind the eight ball on what they should be focusing on so yeah now everything gets pushed back um i was reading some of the powerpoints that are out there like uh, well, what like if you, like what's considered close contact? What's like? Well, if you come in contact with a with a teammate in practice, well, yeah, everyone's going to come in contact. It's a contact sport. And then right. I tried to think, well, what happens if Tom Brady gets sacked? Does that mean that's close contact from somebody who tests positive the next day? I mean, there's so much that still has to be discussed right now. I mean, it's it's going to be very impossible for someone not to get a positive test. And then think, oh well, the rest of the rest of the teams that were involved are going to be okay. It's just going to be a lot of contact tracing and a lot of breath being held. Yeah, well, first of all, no, at least in practice, no one's getting close to Brady. If they they, they actually That's have a sniper on top of the building, and he will 
have a like poisonous elephant dart or something that he will, that he will fire in anybody that gets close enough to Brady. I'm fairly certain that'll be the case. But no, I mean you raise good points. It's like you've got offensive and defensive linemen that will be in hand to hand combat at some point, even if they're not in pads. And so, if an offensive lineman tests positive and he's been going up against you know Jason Pierre-Paul every day, uh, guess what? I mean, how much closer contact could they have? So. Yeah, I mean, all, I mean, football is just different, man. Like football, we, we've been talking about, you know, the NBA, and of course they they put those guys in a bubble, and you know, so far, other than complaints about some food and things like that, it's gone it's gone pretty well. Uh, in fact, they um, you know they came out with their numbers and they reported zero positive tests at three hundred forty six players since last Wednesday, mm-hmm. and the NHL which is sort of in a bubble, not really. They're still going home, but they're, you know, they're being careful. They, they've had just two positive tests out of 2,618. So those guys are doing well. We know that, we know that baseball's had a few more. Um, but football is just different. Chris, you know this. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be – and these players are not in a bubble. I mean, you have with the NHL when they get to Toronto or certainly the NBA that's been in Orlando, they're, they're playing tournaments. They're not playing a full – season much less one that um you know that has contact on every play i know hockey has contact i just i think it's going to be a a much different animal when they start trying to play football and that's college or pro really yeah college i think is growing darker and darker um Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. when it comes to yeah exactly and that's my point was when when week one you've got jason pierre paul and shaq barrett and they're going after drew Brees. And mm-hmm. Jack Barrett gets to Drew Brees for three sacks. And then that Tuesday, Drew Brees tests positive. What happens? Mm-hmm. What does mm-hmm. that mean for Shaq Barrett? That right. was, that's my point because that's, you know, it's like, well, I'm done with that team. That means we're good. No, you right. just played them. So everything is still up in the air. So right. I think football is like, and we've talked about this, like, I mean, how far yeah. away from the game before you cut off testing because of everything involved. Yes, that you hasn't know, been decided. That's right. going to be tough. That's going to be yeah. really tough. Yeah. You mentioned um, uh, a little bit of, of college football, and, and I'm with you. I mean, I think they have bigger hurdles because of, uh, of school and because of what students, quote, student athletes and other students will or won't be allowed to do as far as will they be on campus, will they be, you know, learning – remotely like what what will be their situation in each state and each conference may be different um usf has has had their opener canceled against bethune cookman because that conference is not going to play chris i think is it their next game is at texas is that the 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 week week two game that's on their schedule usf was actually supposed that was the first game so bethune cookman's their home opener the second week gotcha okay i got them reversed okay so they start in texas Yeah. yeah no you're fine um, but Texas USF September fifth in Austin, um, mm. and as we've as we speak, I think it's it's fifty percent capacity. Fans yeah. are, which would mean fifty thousand fans. Yeah, it's a Austin. yeah, it's a huge stadium. Yeah, it's a one hundred thousand capacity. So right. fifty thousand fans there for the first game, and that's that seems like a very big task um mm-hmm. putting fifty thousand people into one I know NASCAR I think had what thirty thousand at the all star yes. event uh like a week ago or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's great, but there's just so much football is such a different sport, and um even for fans, it's a lot different it requires a lot more uh to that so well, I, listen, I think that's good news um 
but right now, I mean, it feels like September 5th feels like a very long way away. Uh, it does. It feels Friday like, feels like everything could change. I mean, you just, this is the thing, like every day seems to bring new numbers and new problems. Yeah. And if you're talking about college football, I also wonder, because I don't, I mean, you're probably familiar with most schools and, and certainly like a place like the University of Texas, mm-hmm. game day. The tailgating, the the, yes. the event itself is bigger or as big as the game. In other words, people are in Austin are ramped up days before and certainly, you know, all day and, and morning um, doing things in the parking lot. Are they going to shut those down? Are they going to limit, you know, contact there? I mean, there's, there's just going to be – there's a lot that goes into the pageantry and, and the fan experience of college football. I mean, we've talked about this even with the Bucks, like – you know they're investing, you know, federal money, five hundred fifty thousand dollars for a speaker system in the parking lot, so they can communicate when certain sections can come into the ball yard. You know, whatever, yeah. whatever percentage they play with. I can't imagine, you know, it's the tradition at some of these schools of trying to rein in, you know, collections of people and prevent them from yeah. hanging out around the the rib cook, you know, or whatever's going on there. <laughs> I mean, college football is, it starts Saturday, 6 a.m. in most cases, because you got to get up, get the family up, or you're putting the brisket on or whatever. And, um, you know, it's it's a full day event. I mean, even at USF, I mean, at Ray J, there's a lot of fans that go there for, to, you know, to sit with their family and friends and play games and, you know, maybe, you know, maybe and and drink and and whatever. And then they go in and watch the game. So it it takes away the entire atmosphere. I mean, one of my favorite things to do on a Saturday is watch college game day. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Not watch college game day? I mean, that's, you know, and what am I not allowed to see all the fans there booing and cheering, you know, Lee Corso's picks and all that. I mean, it's, you're taking away the atmosphere and I think it goes back to the original idea, Jack Swarbert from Notre Dame, who, by the way, I believe Notre Dame, the football team's been in a hotel this whole time. Um, they have, and they have done very well testing wise and Michigan, Michigan state's done well. Oklahoma's done well. A lot of schools are doing well testing wise. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're isolating them, but it was Notre Dame who said, the first thing we're going to do is get our students at the games. Like that's, if we can have students on campus, they're going to the games, you know, and hmm. that's a, that's a really big deal. I think student camaraderie life there, it absolutely should be there. Um, so, so we're going to, we're going to see if that gets tested once we get closer to school starting, if schools will start and if in-person teaching will go on. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, very small amount of people are going to be let in most places. Like I said, if Texas lets in 50,000, my mm. goodness, we gotta, you know what I say? I'm glad they're shooting for the stars. Lord knows not many people are these days. So I'm fine with that. You know, I'll take, I'll take a little optimism. No, they can figure out how to do it, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about movies later. But when you were talking about, you know, it's starting at six a.m., all I could think about is that scene that even in We Are Marshall, right, Huntington, mm-hmm. West Virginia, yeah. somehow a new coach played by Matthew McConaughey, and uh, talk, talk about the University of Texas, all right, all right, all right, he's out there getting the newspaper with his kid, and all these people are walking to the stadium, and he's still in his pajamas. And yeah, I'm thinking, how is it these people are like, shouldn't you like get up a little bit here, man, get moving? Like that would freak me out if I walked out to get the paper and I'm a college football coach and I got fans in the parking lot ready for the game, you know, and I'm not even dressed. <laughs> That's a really weird scene. Don't you think? I mean, like, 
Yeah, but it's probably true. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, in the most, in the most cases, I mean, I, I mean, if you've been to Doe Campbell or, uh, yeah, or up to Florida for a, yeah. Uh, yeah, for a, for a noon kickoff or something, it's, I remember when USF played at Florida state, it was literally my first, like I had been on the job for about a month down here. It was um, mm-hmm. 2015 and I drove, I had to, I had to go to Newsom the night before and to do a football game. And then I had to drive all the way to Tallahassee through the night. And I stayed about 30 minutes outside of Tallahassee because I was the only hotel room I could get. And I had to wake up at like seven in the morning, drive the rest of the way, find my parking. And the game started at noon. And I, I, I mean, the parking was crazy at eight in the morning. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. And football's a religion. Football's a way of life. We know that. And I just, I think with everything that's going on and we see it constantly, you have to remind fans of sometimes on Twitter, I have to, we all have to, it's, it's just like, it's, it seems so simple what we have to do in order to maybe get ourselves back, you know, back, get the numbers down, get some, get some optimism going, have some football, have some normalcy for the fall. And it's just like, I really hope people can do that, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I don't want to say I'm losing faith. But it's getting harder and harder to believe everyone's on the same page. It's not like every we're all we're all, no one's running an audible here, okay? Like I'm telling you to run your slant, run a damn slant, okay? And otherwise, hot route get picked off. Seriously, route. that's what that's what it comes down to. I don't even know what a hot route means. Would you just go stand <laughs> over know, there, please? What does it mean? Some wedding crasher. <laughs> I just know that uh, LSU, uh, Louisiana needs football. Uh, oh yes, God, you isn't that football. great? <laughs> America needs football. Go Tigers! <laughs> God, he goes. From, He's the he, best. He, went, he, went, he completely changed his tune. Oh God, <laughs> it's it's incredible. It's incredible the way everything is. So we'll, well listen. We'll see what happens. Um, I, I would really like to see. Like I think USF and everyone, they're going to get out on the field at least and start really start ramping up end of July, beginning of August. So at least you'll have something to look forward to that way. You got to prepare. I mean, you got to prepare like yeah. you're going to play, as uh, yeah. as Coach O is going to do, and everybody else. So, um, it you know, there, I I do feel this though. I do feel like there's going to be uh, there's going to be baseball on Friday, which I'm still trying to wrap my brain around. I went to some of the you know to one of those scrimmages early on, and the, the first day they piped in music, and and it was a little awkward. The timing was a little, but they're getting better at it. I've watched some on TV. I think I watched the Mets and the Yankees. I'm okay, like watching it from TV. It's it's you know it's the sound of baseball. You you, you do notice that, that there's no one in the seats, but um, but it is it is at least palatable in that sense. And and now the Rays are getting some guys back. Yanni Chirinos has joined them. Yeah. Um, you know they've had a couple other players come in. We still you know haven't seen Austin uh, Meadows who who clearly um, has COVID now and and um, you know may not be that far away, but isn't going to start I guess with them, but. Um, baseball is here. I mean, they're going to play baseball and, and I, I give them a chance. I really do. I, I think 60 games is something they can accomplish. I think that, um, you know, the player, the team that, you know, and the question is if you get off to a, you know, a five and 12 start, are those players going to want to opt out? Are they going to actually, you know, stay in, in their dorm or in their hotel rooms like they're supposed to, but the team that sticks together is going to be the one that wins. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because up to this point, it's almost like with the NHL, right? I mean, okay, practice home, practice home. Yeah, yeah. But the difference is the NHL is making one flight to to yes. one city, or your Perfect. team's making one flight to one city. And, That's right. And now 
Toronto, and then, but you know, Toronto's got to come down here, and then you've got to go to Atlanta, then you've got to go here and there, and it's just you're crisscrossing up and down the East Coast, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just very different. Now, I'll say this: if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm very happy to get up to New York. I'm very happy to get up to Boston because up there, it's far different than it is down here right now. Yeah, they've is, conquered it. The yeah, zone. they're they're doing mm-hmm. pretty well up there, so you'd be okay right. going to Fenway Park for a few days. But mm-hmm. it's really going to be up to these guys to go from their car to the bus, bus to plane, plane to bus, bus to hotel, hotel to park. And it's just, that's it. And they have to live with that. Like, this is going to be the most, it's it's a bubble, but the bubble is like, it's just, it's just up and down. It's just the entire Eastern Seaboard. If you're a Rays fan, that's how you have to look at it. So it's a double bubble. It's one of those big, those yeah. big giant bubbles, you know, that you yeah, can buy. I'd, lo- I'd wish they could do it. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I think part of me thinks there's going to be some teams. Like I don't think it's going to be like MLS, where right. a team like completely gets infected and that's the end of it. You're but out. Yeah. There's going to be cases. Right. You know, and I think we have to be prepared for that. So, but yeah, hey, give give MLB a ton of credit. I know some of their most prominent writers and reporters were like oh you know zero percent chance it's going to finish and being very Mm -hmm. negative and it's like you want to shove these numbers in their face and be like how about we all just trust some people here and trust that people are going to do the right thing if they all wear masks and someone still gets infected then you bow down to the virus and you say i'm sorry that's all you could do but if you're doing everything that is humanly possible that still allows you to have baseball or some other sport I mean, you have to try, you know, because, I mean, I saw a poll. 80% of sports fans are like, yeah, we want sports back. Let's go. We don't care if there's any fans or not. We want sports back. So it has to happen. No, and I, I think it's going to happen. And I think baseball, you know, is is one of those sports where I've been real impressed in the, the few times I've been out there. Look, these guys are wearing, uh, many of them wearing masks and say, um, you know, Brandon Lau says he, he might wear, he's going to probably wear one during the game. I mean, I'm impressed by the fact that they're not, you know, having, you know, DTs for for not chewing tobacco or the the habit of sunflower seeds or even going to their mouth on the mound, which, you know, Kittredge said the other day, he knows he's going to screw up. And I've seen some players spit at the plate and things like that. What, what are you going to do? But, um, but you know, the habits of baseball and and the length of the game and just what guys have grown up doing. Not all of them good habits, but. Um, for the most part, these guys have embraced sort of the the social distancing and. Um, you know, the things that have, have made their, their life the new normal. And I, I'm very impressed with how committed they are, you know, to, to playing the game, even with all these, all these uh, restrictions. How about Cleveland, the Indians, with their foot tap? Did you see that video? That's no. the best video. Oh, they were coming off the field of a scrimmage game or something. Yeah, I think it happened over the weekend. And they, they so instead of being able to high-five and, you know, pound yeah. fists, they all get in their their like receiving line, and they okay. all start tapping each other's cleats. And they just nice. went down the line tapping each other's cleats. <laughs> nice. It was awesome. It was like <laughs> yes, like you know that that's what we want to see, and that's what's cool about baseball, especially is you've always you know more so in softball, but you know there's that camaraderie, and and I think it's great. And um, you know every athlete of every sport it can be a little different. You know baseball players may look at football players differently and all that. And I think baseball players have that kind of they they need that juju. They need that they need that. So I think that's really fun. And and it was so cool. 
you know, I think it, it reminded people of the time we're living in, but also showed that there is that sense of togetherness and family uh, that you want out of each team. I can hardly wait to see what the Astros do. Um, you know, they they'll come up with a, can, yeah. yeah, they might uh, tap a yeah. trash can when some guy does something good. It'd, it'd be interesting yeah, to watch for sure. Do, do you buy now, you know, we've had, uh, some illustrious writers that you just mentioned, uh, Buster Olney and others. Do you, do you buy the race? I'm all in. I, we, if we talked about this before, just re re uh, educate me because do you buy the race going all the way here? Do you, do you see this team as one that's, that's going to get this done or, I'm convinced that if they played more than 60 games, the Yankees and the Dodgers are in the World Series. I don't think there's two better teams in baseball, period. And the other day, I think the Yankees hit like five home runs in, in, in five at-bats or something. It was crazy. Uh, Aaron Judge had two in one inning or something. I don't know. But it was they were just bashing the ball. So, I mean, there are there are some uberly talented teams in baseball that – but in a 60-game season, it may not yeah. may or may not translate. But talent still wins. So – what do you think? I mean, the NL, the NL East is very, very good. The AL East is obviously very good. Are these guys really going to come and and make this a race? You think? Well, I, like we've talked about for weeks, it's all about the start. But I think if their pitching is in order, if yeah. Glass now, who has gotten over COVID, and you've got no. Snell and you've got Morton, if those three guys are able to go out there and really, and I know Yarbrough's probably going to get the ball. Uh, yeah. early on. I mean, if Yarbrough can go out there and give you five, six innings, right. you know, if these guys can really, you know, my my big thing is going to be how does the Rays' bullpen look once we get to innings seven, eight, and nine? I think that's, Granted, that's yeah, an area yeah. where I'm a little concerned because the Yankees could throw Zach Britton out there in the fifth inning if they oh, really yeah. needed to. You know, they could throw that's Adam Adovino out there, you know, so it's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Um, but I think their lineup is good enough. You know, Rick, I don't know if you saw over the weekend, I tweeted out Garrett Cole was was pitching to his own team, and he mm-hmm. gave up a home run to Mike Ford, and then he gave up a home run to Miguel Andujar. And I said, Yankees signed this guy for $324 million. He's given up home runs to guys who make $600,000. <laughs> and, um, and I said, raise bats await. Now, of course, I'm tongue-in-cheek, but you yeah. know me. It yeah. blows up on Twitter, oh, and no. like, it's got over 100,000 views. Rick, there's 200 plus comments, and do you want to know Yankee the fan one just team? all over you, right? I mean, just no, all over oh, you. Oh yeah, half of them say I. One of them's like, "Oh, we, you know, like you know, they hate me, and I, I'm a horrible person, and you know, whatever." And I, whatever, I half agree with them, but you know, then it's like, you know, the, the you want to know what the crux, the main argument being made for 200 comments, Rick? I don't think if you did it again, you would ever get this argument, and I deserve something for it. There is an argument that who would you rather have, Mike Ford and Miguel Andujar or Yandy Diaz and G-Man Choi? I don't no. think in the history what? of sports you will ever get that <laughs> argument ever again. That's, that's the debate? That's de- I, Rick, I tells you how much we need baseball back because oh, wow. that discussion – it was so funny because people from <laughs> it's New York going after people from Tampa and they're talking about their OPS and they're like, yeah, these this, have you seen his shoulders and like his arms? And, and oh I'm just my sitting God. there like, this is the greatest converse. I didn't say a word. And at the end of it, one of them goes, maybe the guy didn't really mean what he said. Maybe it was just for fun. And then that's ah. when I jump in on like Sunday morning where I go, yeah, yeah it was all for fun. And they all were like, oh. So you, know, you just like, let them go on. You let them have at each other. I help them out. I help America is what I say. You know, I'm a man of the people. So yes, you know, you let are. their frustrations out. 
All right, Chris, what do you got coming up on the big show on Spectrum Sports 360 and Bay News 9? Okay, so uh, I want to grow everyone's attention to my Twitter, at Torello Sports, because we just ran a feature on USF football and how they've been able to really take advantage of virtual recruiting. And Mm. they've got a really good class right now, so I spoke with a couple of their Tampa Bay area guys. I also spoke with their number one recruit, uh, commit, excuse me, Gunnar Greenwald from Satellite High School on the other side of the state, and just how they've been able to really preach family, talk to parents as much as anyone, and how Jeff Scott's really winning that that recruiting battle a little bit in this really weird time. So that's on my Twitter. And then I'm also uh, got this coach's cooking feature with a local high school coach who has a dream of starting his own uh, food truck. So that's going to be coming up later in the week. That's a beautiful thing. Check them out. Spectrum Port Sports 360 and Bay News 9. He's Chris Torello, and he joins us here a couple times every week or so. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. All right, thanks. All right, before we get out of here, uh, you were at the blue-white scrimmage of the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's kind of their first intra-squad uh, tussle. What did it look like, Steve? Uh, well, Vasilevsky and Curtis McElhinney look good. <laughs> well, that's good. It was 0-0 after three 15-minute periods, so. Uh, wow, then, then nobody went, scored. Then they went to a power play. Each team did score on a power play within a minute, and then they went to a shootout that went like nine rounds. Luke Shen with the game winner for Team Blue. Nice. You know, so Vasilevsky already... shooting your uh, your um, your penalty shots or your 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 uh, shootout shots, uh, you got problems. <laughs> well, yeah, if it comes down to that, but it, but at least he at least he found the back of the net. Yes. Um. So that so Vasilevsky's already in. Uh, he's in playoff mode. Then yeah, Vasilevsky uh, was tested a lot in the first period. Curtis McElhinney tested a lot in the second and third periods. Mm-hmm. Um. The offense looked a little, just not quite there yet. Not quite clicking a hundred percent. But you know, makes sense it, with the high skilled team. And we've talked about this. Sometimes it takes them a little time to find their rhythm in that. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, Braden Point looked really fast up the ice. I thought Andre Palat played really well. Hmm. Um, really liked what he did today. Um, Sergachev looked pretty good. Um, you know, I, there wasn't any, there wasn't any, you know, issues or any. Stamkos did not play. Um, he, he, despite practicing the last couple of days, they kept, kept him out of the scrimmage, which probably mm-hmm. you know, a good thing. Lightning are off today, so they'll have another scrimmage on Friday afternoon as well. So, um, but it was it was uh, good all around. Oh, uh, Victor Hedman. Uh, nominated for the Norris Trophy for the fourth straight year. He won it once. He's going for a second one. So, um, And I don't know if we mentioned Vasilevsky was uh, named a finalist yeah. for the Vesna Trophy as well. So, and, and could trade. win it. And could win it because he had the most uh, the most wins this yeah, year. Yeah, generally the, the, the goalie with the most wins typically wins that award. So that would go yeah. to him. Um, and this was his third straight year being nominated for that. And the Lightning have a change in their uh, round-robin schedule. The third round-robin game against the Flyers was scheduled for Sunday, August 9th. It has been moved up to Saturday, August 8th. So still don't have a game time on still TBD based on what the other series do because a lot of those best-of-five series are in their fifth game at that point. So if they need a game five, it affects where the schedule goes. The schedule I saw, correct me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of their early uh, round-robin games are in the afternoon, right? Yes, the first two are at 4 o'clock. So the the exhibition game is next Wednesday at noon against the Panthers. And then Mm -hmm. their round-robin games are on Monday the 3rd at 4 o'clock against the Capitals and then Wednesday the 5th at 4 o'clock against the Bruins. Man, you just said we got hockey next week. Do you know you just said that? That's unbelievable, man. What, baseball That's starts on Friday? Friday, yeah. Thursday absolutely. night you got the ESPN doubleheader just to watch. You got the the, uh, the Nationals yeah. and Yankees and then the Giants-Dodgers. Yeah, we're, then, we're here. Sports is coming back, man. It's going to be great. The NBA is in the bubble. They're getting ready as well. And 
Mm-hmm. The MLS tournament's been fun to watch. I don't know if you've watched a lot of it. I've, I've seen a little bit of it. It's been entertaining. Yeah, it's been uh, been some some. You, you can tell that there's a lot of rust on some of those teams, and they're getting you know as they're getting into their second and third games now, the play's getting a little better. Right. Um, the first some of those first games were a little rough at times, and it's just you know it's a four month absence for these guys. Right, um, and the stakes will, stakes will get higher, so mm-hmm. the you know the, the competitive level will rise. Yep, yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch all of it, man. I'm 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 just want to fill my veins with all of that. Hey, we're gonna have Chris Torello back with us again tomorrow. Do something different, man. Talk a little uh, little sports, gratuitous sports and movies <laughs> that we got on a topic one night about. Um, so that'll be fun. Matt Baker. Uh, he's going to be with us this week. He's going to talk a little college football and the prospects for uh, teams like USF and others coming back and playing this year. And then, of course, Mark Topkin, our baseball writer for the Tampa Bay Times, will get you ready for opening day on Friday on the podcast. So you want to make sure you're on hand for that. So, again, my thanks to Chris Torello. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 